Okay. Also recording. We're just testing out our yeah. new microphones now. <coughs> After multiple complaints from listeners, well, just one in particular. One, one complaint from one, or maybe one complaint. <laughs> one from complaint one from one listener <laughs> about the lockout. And maybe it was more of a gentle note than a complaint, but <laughs> yeah. you know, we took it badly. <laughs> <laughs> took it very personally. Yeah. We're now recording in the radio studio I'm with take my headphones off. proper microphones. Oh, I like hearing the the microphone voice. Do you yeah. not? No. No. Um, well, no offense. <laughs> your stupid voice. Um, but uh, so. This is a longer gap than usual. Well, it's more it's like quite a more long gap, yeah. Yeah, more more like our usual gap, I think. Um, because we were on a roll there for a while, doing one like every almost three weeks or yeah, something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Was it every three weeks? I thought it was every two weeks, but it, it was felt like every two, but it was actually probably every three. Mm. But you know, normal service has been resumed. Yeah, <laughs> and now we're don't back expect to any better. Uh, <laughs> That's what you get for expecting too much. One? Yeah, what was the last one we did? Edge and just like that. And just like that. Maybe we needed the time to record. After that. And we, we hadn't seen the last episode at that point. No, and I would also like to state that at the time of that review, <laughs> I hadn't watched episode seven and eight. And then when I watched them, because I gave a, you know, a glowing enough review yeah. considering it, uh, what it was like. And then I watched seven and eight and I thought, oh, my God. Seven and eight were no different in quality to, I thought to they six. Were, I thought they were worse. Uh, well, were yeah, worse. probably, probably. But uh, it's a fine line. <laughs> you know? it, is, yeah. it just basically went from bad to worse. Yeah, <laughs> terrible, terrible. Think it'll be back? Yeah, apparently really? I think so. Like it's it's one of those things that there's a, been a lot of funny memes about it where people are like, I know I absolutely hate this. It's the worst thing I've ever seen, and I can't yeah. wait for there to be a season two. What are they two. enjoying about it? I think it's like the lo- it's the same reason I would watch it again. It's like it's a, it's a ridiculous show. The characters are unrealistic, but. <sighs> Probably there's something about the lifestyle that is a nice to watch. It's very, I think it's nice to watch. Maybe I don't know if it's yeah. from a from a woman's point of view. Possibly. Just the clothes, the apartments, everything else. It I is. Get that anywhere else? No, I it's I can't think of anywhere else. I get it. Millionaire <laughs> problems, you know. It's just uh, yeah. I thought it was dreadful. But One of the worst things it, I've ever seen. In general, <laughs> it was pretty bad. But you right. know, I've watched worse. I have to say, I've watched worse, and I've kind of committed to worse. Yeah, finishing. True. You know, it was it was amazing though, insofar as how bad it was. Mm. You would think this is a foolproof formula, but the film showed it that wasn't. Yeah, um, see, that's it. the films were so bad as well. It'd be though. the same thing as bringing back Friends now, though. It's just yeah, it's true. just not needed. People think they want more of a thing, but they actually do no, not. They really no, because they really they've don't. moved on. The characters moved. It will not be what it was. Mm. You saw it at the right time, and now yeah. it's you're watching it out of. You know, you're either hate watching it or you're watching it like a car crash or mm-hmm. it's, there's a weird you're not enjoying it the way you should. Yeah. You know? Yeah. So, yeah, I don't think I don't think we'll be seeing. Uh, well, I, we will be seeing it again. That's the thing, I but think I don't we think we'll be, be seeing a return to quality. No, you know? probably not. No, yeah. that, that's actually kind of a nice segue into what we're talking about this week. We're talking about looking back on oh, things yeah, of course. Yeah, in yeah. a certain way. So so we t- we were, I had an idea that we would talk about like um Gaps in our pop culture knowledge really mm-hmm. was the thing, and in talk like because I think one of the examples I, I gave to you was I've, ne- I've never seen Citizen Kane all the way through. Mm. I've seen it in chunks, and my mind put it together like a jigsaw, yeah. like a three-piece jigsaw, uh, which even I could do. But <laughs> it was kind of I, I've never seen it all in one go, yeah. and I understand the importance of Citizen Kane. I don't enjoy it particularly yeah. as a film. It's, yeah. it's hugely important because it changed a lot. Mm-hmm. Like movies were quite different before that, and it did change a lot about storytelling and narrative structure and stuff. Um, but in and of itself, I find it more of a historic kind of, you know, 
artifact rather than a film. I would yeah, it's almost like enjoy. a benchmark in yeah, filmmaking. It is good. It's a good film, but mm. it's just not like anyone who says it's the greatest film ever. I don't buy it. Comparing it, maybe it was the greatest film up until then. But even then, I mean, it's like it's there's no greatest film for us. But also, it's such the obvious choice for the film nerd to say or someone who wants to impress you to say. So, in talking about that, we were trying to figure out what the the gaps in our knowledge were, and we could maybe have a look at those. And you haven't seen Star Wars. I had never seen Star Wars. What is there left to say about Star Wars? George Lucas' 1977 space opera tribute to the Saturday morning TV shows of his youth and his later obsession with Joseph Campbell's writings about the hero's journey has become one of the biggest pop culture touchstones of all time. Current estimates have it at almost $70 billion in revenue as an intellectual property. Pokemon, Hello Kitty and Mickey Mouse and Friends have all made more money, but you could argue none are as appealing to all ages. What will Lorraine make of Star Wars, having successfully avoided it for over three decades? Will she feel the Force is strong with this one? I've obviously now, heard about it from every single other person in the world. But, every uh, single man, maybe. Every single, yeah, yeah, man yeah. that I've met. But uh, I'd what never seen it. What was your thoughts of it before, um, you know, in all the years you've been hearing about it? Is, did you ever feel like, I must check this Star Wars thing out, it seems like it's been... Quite no, impactful. Yeah, I, I one stage. Yeah, there was a couple of times where I thought I probably really I, I should watch Star mm. Wars. It's it's such a phenomenon and it's, yeah, it was yeah. such a cultural phenomenon for yeah. for still is really. It's going to stay for such a long time, but still is, and it means so much to so many people. That I was right. thinking maybe I should see what all the fuss is about, but I had a feeling that I wasn't going to like it, so I was putting it off for a really long time. It just it seemed like uh, even before watching it, I got the idea that. It was a film that people thought of in a very wistful, nostalgic way. Right. And that when I watched it now, or whatever age, even if I watched yeah, it when yeah. I was 15 or 16, it wasn't going to be the same as people who had seen it for the first time right. when they were kids yeah, when it first came be. out. So I kind of always knew it was going to be a bit like that. But I did. there were points where I thought, maybe I should watch Star Wars at some stage. Mm. And then I would immediately think, nope. no. <laughs> <laughs> and so what did you think it was about before you watched it? Um, I, I knew it had got something to do with space. And <laughs> something like I that. I knew there was space in it. <laughs> Star Wars, yeah. and uh, I knew there was Luke Skywalker. So I knew there was a guy called Luke Skywalker. Mm. I knew there was another guy called Darth Vader. He was all dressed in black. Sure. I hadn't now, and we'll get into this. But a lot of my notes are actually questions. Okay. <laughs> like as I was watching it, Fair it was enough. mainly questions. Yeah. But um, so I knew there was uh, Darth Vader yeah. from. The Simpsons, I knew that Darth Vader and all the other cultural references that Darth Vader ends up being Luke Skywalker's father. Yeah, you could, no, you could never uh, yeah, that, no escaping protect yourself that. from that yeah. surprise at this stage. And also I knew that there was a thing called the Force, which was obviously some sort of metaphor for, you know, the energy that's around us. Some people okay. might call it God, whatever else. Yeah, so yeah. Um, I knew that there was Princess Leia. Uh, I Princess Leia and the gold peony. You know? um, yeah. The robots. I knew there was like an R two D two thing. Like I was very, like if I knew it to look. I knew the music. Obviously, yeah, the music course, yeah, is yeah. really iconic. Yeah. That was it. I never. I just but never. You didn't really, know anything about plot or anything. Like no, that. no, no. Okay. And I knew that the new. A lot of people didn't like. There was a couple of them there in the middle that people really didn't like. Like this, the return of the Sith and things like that. Right. Okay. People were giving out about those. Something that <laughs> they were giving out about them. in the film. They were <laughs> giving out. Are oh, you talking about the films themselves? No, the people were giving out the films. Okay, I thought you were giving yeah. out. 
about the Sith. Oh, right. <laughs> oh, they're terrible. <laughs> that, that, yeah. All kinds of trouble they cause. Yeah. Um, and, um, and, yeah, it was just one of those things that people always mm. seem to be talking about, but I just didn't really engage with ever because... So had you seen any of the newer ones? No, I, like, I haven't seen any of them. So there are, there are nine, ten, eleven... Right. Star Wars movies. Yeah, there's, there's a the lot of them as well. Three trilogies, and then there's the standalone ones, which was Rogue One and Solo. Right, and they are. I think that's all of them. There's two other kind of Ewoky kind of. Uh, there's little characters, little hairy Ewok? characters. Oh, the hairy Ewoks. ones with the little brown robes. Uh, no. no, they're not in this film. They're oh. in the, the third of the original uh, trilogy. There was two spin-off movies of those. I don't know if they're counted as canon movies anymore, but they're so there's eleven definite ones. Okay. And uh, so you hadn't seen any. I hadn't of them. seen any of them. Even with the the resurgence or the no, because I was thinking to myself, if I start watching one, I have to go back to the beginning. There's no point, was, sure. you know, just watching these new yeah, ones yeah. and not having any frame of reference of because I assumed if I started watching the new ones, they'd be referring to things that had happened in the older movies. Right. So so when you started this and the the crawl comes up at the start, the text yeah. crawl, did it say chapter four? No, I don't think so. So you had told me, four. yeah, because that was the thing. I knew I needed to look for whatever one was made in 1977. Yes. Is that right? And then, yeah. and, and I knew, yeah, obviously it was going to be called Star Wars, but I knew if I put in Star Wars, like 15 of them would yeah, come yeah, up. Yeah. So I think you had told me it's the fourth one or it's the fourth chapter or something. It's the fourth, it's the fourth chapter, but it's called A New Hope. A New Hope. I didn't yeah. know that was the yeah. name of it. That actually. was put in, I think, uh, uh, it initially came out in the, in the cinema, it was just episode four. Okay. And uh, it was, A New Hope was put in, I think, a little bit later. Right. So this was one of my first, so my first note is there's so many of them. <laughs> that was yeah, my yeah. very first observation, right. is even when you put in Star Wars, wherever you're getting it, there's just so many of them. But why does it start on episode four? I think, bec- I well, here's what I think. I think because it wasn't as planned out as the creator says it was okay i think there was a bigger script and he took the middle chunk of it and made a story because it seemed to he claims it was a trilogy all along but there are certain things that happen in it that made you make you go no you didn't know that right yeah um because it's clear in you know as it goes on and this is a spoiler if you haven't seen star wars mm. this is a spoiler but i think this is safe to say that everyone knows that princess leia and luke skywalker <coughs> are brother and sister oh i didn't know that that because, well, you wouldn't, and sister. you wouldn't. Oh, wow. Okay. But it's clear in the first film that they don't, that the, the creator of the film doesn't know it because yeah, they have it, a kiss. Yeah. yeah and he, a he, little a chase kind of kiss. And in, even at the start of the second one, there's a bigger kiss in it to make the Han Solo character okay. jealous. But So I think I think a lot of it wasn't worked out. So I think what he felt that he had, he had plans to, for nine films. In right. Theory. But I think the middle trilogy was the most developed and he just went with that oh okay so yeah because you would wonder you why he just didn't go with the first one <laughs> start with the first I think one because rather than i think the first one needs more setup and i just don't i think the, the maybe that episode because of the way it ends with the victory and the medal ceremony mm-hmm. it feels like it could have been one film on its own and it didn't need a sequel or if yeah. it felt like the most wrapped up version of any of the elements of the story that he had okay. so i think he felt this chunk here feels like the most standalone bit if i never get to make another one this will still work on its own right so and, and when it came out were people not wondering like wait episode four no like, because that did, that wasn't in the first i think it was re-released oh, after a while and okay. with episode four and oh, when right. they realized they were making a ton of money now i could be wrong about this but i'm pretty sure 
it wasn't called episode four straight away. Right. So people just thought this was a standalone movie called yeah. Star Wars. And yeah. had anything come before it? Like it was it wasn't like a comic book or anything no, like that. No, nothing, it was just new, from George Lucas's yeah, mind. Yeah, it okay. was a completely new uh, what do you call it? An IP, intellectual property. Okay. So yeah, right. nothing. Now if you if well, in you, that way it is actually quite impressive. Well what's, it owes what's a lot become to, of it, I suppose. Um, you know the film and the book. I mean, uh, Dune. You yeah, know, it's okay. a lo- it owes a lot to that. Right, so that had come out before. That's that was that's the a book that came out in the sixties. Oh, okay, maybe the fifties, but definitely at least the sixties. Yeah, all the desert stuff. Yeah, in that. Right, yeah, yeah, and all of the mystical kind of aspect to okay. the chosen one. You right. know, all of the the, the the force aspect, which is something similar in Dune. So it owes a lot to that oh, as a, okay. a source Interesting. material. Interesting. Right. Okay. And he had made so George Lucas had made American graffiti. graffiti. So he he made he was. Successful from that. Yeah, he that was he was one of the he was a contemporary of uh, Coppola and Spielberg. Brian De Palma and, and Spielberg. Yeah. They were all friends. Okay. So when he was cutting that film together, instead of they didn't have the visual effects worked out for the the, the space battles, so he would put in um, footage of you know World War Two dogfights with airplanes. He would put oh, that right. in to kind of indicate and give, and he would screen it for. De Palma and Spielberg and they all laughed at it except Spielberg he was the one who kind of saw the potential oh, in it, you know? okay. and is Spielberg involved in the first one in any way no um, he was involved in no he wasn't he was offered the chance to direct I think a couple of times but turned it down right um, because it was George Lucas's thing he, well no he was because George Lucas only directed the first one the, other, the next yeah, two why films didn't he were, direct the rest because thing? I think he the stress was too much but basically he was on set directing from the shadows right anyway. that's weird yeah, so big, what is he credited as in the rest of them uh, producer I guess he became one of the most successful independent producers like that film would have been I think he paid for them all after that and they were just distributed via 20th Century Fox or whatever so he became incredibly wealthy from it right. and most of the money came from the toys right they yeah the merchandise the and stuff it, right you know? yeah uh, well that's pretty impressive fair play George Lucas nice one George because <laughs> he didn't really he hasn't really done that much other than Star Wars no has he hasn't he? Uh, he, he well he did uh, he created Indiana Jones oh Indiana Jones yeah. Yeah. It was. Yeah. I thought that was Steven Spielberg he, he that... directed those films but but George Lucas created the character. Okay, so he's good at coming up with ideas. Oh, absolutely, and he's a, he's very good at um, like Creating incorporating words. the ideas of others and spotting good ideas. Right. And, you know, because a lot of the, the basic designs came from there's a concept artist called Ralph McQuarrie, and he came up with a lot of the basic designs for okay. it. And in the original script for Star Wars, there was a scene where uh, Darth Vader had to go from one spaceship to another. Like you had to go outside the ship and float across the space from one to the other, kind of. But so they made this mask for him to do it, Hmm. and that's the mask they ended up using for him all the time. Okay. So, but the the designer kind of came up with this solution for this thing in this graphic or his concept art, and that became George Lucas. Oh yeah, let's use that for the whole thing. Right. Okay. He gets the credit for it all, you know. Oh okay, Um, right. But yeah, no, it's um, yeah, it 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 owes it has uh, roots in other things, and also. Uh, George Lucas is very much a student of, you know, the hero's journey, yeah, the hero yeah. with a thousand faces mm-hmm, and all of that stuff. Mm-hmm. So it's very much following that archetype. And you can see that in yeah. Lord of the Rings and stuff like that. You know, okay, the, yeah, like yeah. if you swap uh, Luke Skywalker for uh, Frodo, 
and Gandalf from yeah, Ben Kenobi funny. and Aragorn for Han Solo right. and stuff like that. You can see the yeah. The funny enough, even though through. I've I've never this is my first time watching Star Wars and I've only seen one Lord of the Rings. I really mm. liked the Lord of the Rings that yeah, I saw yeah. and I've seen clips and I've always liked the clips first that I've seen. The best, you know, yeah, I've heard that. I think that's why I was like, that's enough. Like, but, I, get uh, it. <laughs> I could sort of tell there's something about Peter Jackson. There's a there's a whiff of George Lucas off him. Oh yeah, absolutely. Yeah, and it's unavoidable. Really, he's, he's, his reach is so long and such such a, a huge influence on. On modern cinema, yeah, for better or worse, when he, there are good things about that and bad things, I yeah, think, as well, right. But uh, so, so yeah. tell so, us so, about your so many, right. Okay, it. so I started watching it. Right. So the first thing I noticed actually was the the text that comes up. Obviously, that's so iconic now and so mm. famous, but uh, it's very unusual to be reading so yeah. much with this. I was like, wow, you actually have to read but quite that, a lot when the, when this is coming up. Very much like old TV I serial suppose. shows, like right. Flash Gordon, right? Yeah. that he would have oh. grown up on. You know, they okay. had those text things. At the start, yeah, it was know? just it was interesting to see. Yeah. Think, oh yeah, you don't see that much yeah, anymore. Yeah, you don't you don't have to read that much stuff yeah. in, the, in a film anymore. So a long time. So it starts off a long, long, a long time ago in a galaxy far, far, far away. away. Right. Yeah. So I. I I have a lot of questions about this. Okay, so this <laughs> did this <is> happen? <laughs> First of all, is this based on Where a real event? Um, so this happened in the past. Yes. Not in the future. Yeah, I so mean it's. I mean they're just. They're just. I don't think they're. The implication is that this is a world that's out there relevant to ours that we could get there somehow. I don't think that's the implication, but they're just saying right. that this part of the story in this universe. Happened a long, long time, time ago. ago, right? Yeah, yeah. I think in my head before I'd seen it, even though I obviously knew that phrase, it's, mm. it's yeah, really iconic as well. I assumed it was in the future, right? It was, well, it's science fiction, so you always yeah. assume. Okay, you know. so it's a long time ago in the past, so that's interesting. Now the music is great, actually. Yeah, when I came on, despite really myself, good. I had a little smile. When yeah. I came on, I was like, oh yeah, yeah. you just—it's—it's it's hard not to. Yeah, it's, it is, exactly. it's a, it's a, it is a brilliant piece of music. Is that um, John Williams? Yeah. Okay, yeah. that's what I was thinking. Yeah. So he's done music for all of them. You know, all the way through, and he re-records it for every one. If they don't just use the same one, they're all slightly different. Each okay, time. right. More in in terms of tone than than uh, anything else. You know? Yeah. Well, there was like a couple of things I noticed. Was for a lot of reading it was hard, kind of hard to concentrate when all that dramatic music in the background because there's a lot of text, and very very <laughs> yeah. dramatic music in the background. Um, then have a lot of pressure for Princess Leia. I think because when it starts off, yeah. it's like she's basically the only hope for mankind. Okay, this was my question: yeah. Are they human or what are they? Yeah. They are. Well, they're they're like they're Princess human. Leia and you, Luke Skywalker, are, are human. human. Yeah. Okay. And Han Solo's human. Yeah. Han Solo. Yeah. They're not from Earth, like Cavan or, yeah. or from Dublin. <laughs> Just outside Cavan. Yeah, because we all know there aren't humans there. <laughs> but uh, no, they're not. Yeah, they're what's, human. Yeah, okay, basically. but what's Darth Vader then? Is he human? He's human. He just wears a mask. He just wears the... Do you find out in later episodes why, why? he wears yeah, a mask? Because he is was almost all killed on uh, a volcanic planet. And his face and is he, all mush. Yeah, well, he's he's basically that suit is a life support machine. His his, his arms and legs are cut off. His he burned. So is he just a little nub? He can't live with it. Yeah, he is just a little head in there. That's it. Um, so he can't live without that suit. Oh, yeah. oh, so. oh, that's kind of sad. Um, right. So is this all happening in space, or do they live on a planet? Like, where exactly There's is this happening? The desert planet is called Tatooine. Yeah. Why is there so much desert? I, I, I he seems like to favour these kind of one one climate worlds so in the third film in the second film there's a, f- a planet called Hoth which is an ice planet ironically given it's called Hoth right. it's called cold <laughs> yeah. but uh, and in the third film there's a planet called Endor which is just a big forest then there's oh, another nice. planet called Cor- Cor- Coruscant I think it is and that's just a planet that's an entire it's just a city okay. it's just a planet that's completely 
uh, industrialized and oh. just you no know, natural power to so he tends to have these weird things for one climate planet okay yeah? and what's the name of this planet that Luke Skywalker is on what's it called Tatooine Tatooine okay yeah. and that's right and um, yeah like the whole time I was watching it I don't think I really understood what was happening all I right. know was Princess Leia was trying to save pretty much everyone it seemed like like she was trying she's kind of like the, the savior of not mankind but whatever these people she's the are. leader of the rebellion to the empire and from that that planet that you just mentioned no no that's just where they were passing when they were captured Okay, so is she like the leader? Is she trying to save the whole galaxy or something? Kind of, yeah. That's, I think that's so, why I wrote down, that's a lot of pressure. Because whatever yeah. they said, it was like she was, yeah, she was saving not just the, say, the equivalent to the Earth. It was like the yeah. whole galaxy. Yeah, she's the Ukraine and the Empire's Russia, basically. Funny, yeah. funny you say that, actually, because <laughs> I've written down here, Darth Vader kind of reminds me of Vladimir Putin. And I can't <laughs> remember why exactly I thought that. Oh, yeah, because he was basically trying to invade everywhere. I was like, yeah, why? They're just why? taking over and running. Okay, he place, just wanted you know? to, right. Yeah, it's okay. just your, your basic Nazism. I didn't realise that Darth Vader had an English accent until I started watching it. Yeah, he's, he, a lot of them have very posh Well, it's English an American accents. guy doing it, but uh, I guess it's, he's it's, it's going a little for bit that of a, yeah. in a way. That gold robot was really posh as well. It was. Even, C-3PO. Yeah. yeah. Even the little white things were pretty posh. White things. Little, probably what, robots. Is that the R2-D2? He doesn't speak. He just yeah. makes beeps and boops. Oh, and well, there's something... Are you talking about the stormtroopers, the soldiers? Yes, basically. the stormtroopers. Oh, they're all very posh. Now, they're I think people as well. They're not robots. Oh, okay. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> I just, it's so funny just hearing this because, yeah. I, because I think if I was watching as well, I would have all these questions. But it's, I, just, yeah. I can't imagine a world where I don't know these See, things. See, that's the thing. Know? But how did everybody... Like, how was this... Obviously, it was a again phenomenon at the yeah. time but like did people did people not have these questions at the time or did everybody else just understand automatically what was I happening i have a feeling people just got it God. i don't i think it's because <laughs> we were so naive about it as well there just, hadn't been films like this before okay so you've watched you've watched tens or dozens of films that have been influenced by this yeah. and now you're watching the one that influenced yeah them. and it doesn't so, make any sense yeah to me. but you know we saw it when it happened and then you kind of grow with it and you, you see how it influences but to go from here back to the start with all the questions that you would have having spent a lifetime of watching cinema influenced by yeah. it it's, it's hard to kind of you know I can't picture these questions I know but they make sense in, in, mm. in so far as from a modern viewpoint watching, yeah you know? but it's funny it must have been just the people and also obviously people really concentrated when they were watching it because there's a lot of talking in it so you're kind yeah, of like yeah. you're only picking this up from they're saying all of this so that right. was like at one stage now I think I put down there's robots in the desert all of a sudden that's a bit mad what happened well, then there they, they got shot out of, remember they escaped in the escape pod yeah. So the first time you see Princess Leia, she is putting uh, plans into, into your man. Yeah. So then they they get themselves into a skate pod and they just get shot out and they land on Tatooine. Okay. And um, the R two D two has instructions to find his old owner. Yeah. Ben Kenobi. Okay. And so he goes. He was my favorite character. Yeah. By the way, yeah. So they go looking for him. And he's the guy, I don't know if you've ever seen any of the images of the other one where Ewan McGregor was yeah. there. Ewan he, McGregor is playing the younger version of him. Yeah. Yeah. And he's got his own series Great coming beard. out next month as called a series called Obi-Wan Kenobi with him in it. Ewan McGregor? Yeah. Oh, brilliant. And it's set, okay. it's set like 20 years after or before 
this Star Wars is set before that. What's so. the name of the man who plays Obi-Wan Kenobi? Alec Guinness. Yes, okay, yeah. right. Yeah, I think because when I was watching, I was like, ah, oh, yeah, he's great. There's just something yeah. about him that you're kind well, of, you feel safe when he's there. He's brilliant, but he was offered, he didn't really understand the film that he was I'd making. I'd say you know? so. But he was offered, because they couldn't give him, he was the, the, the only well-known person in the cast. Mm-hmm. So they could... They offered him, instead of money, they offered him something like 1% of the profits. Oh. oh. At a time when they were predicting it to be... A flop. So he made yeah. hundreds of millions off that Oh, film, my God. You know? um, Say they were regretting that afterwards. <laughs> so, yeah, so they, they right. end up on the planet. It's just coincidence that they're passing Okay, it. right. But as it turns out later on, Luke and Leia are, are twins who have been separated at birth. Twins. And he has been put on Tatooine to protect him. For his whole adult life, he doesn't know any of this yet. So Luke know? is like, um, he's a bit. He's the chosen one, right? He yeah. is the chosen one. Okay, right. Okay, so getting on to Luke then. I have down here what were those little things in the brown robes, but um, Jawas. Yeah, they are very cute. They're little kind of scavengers who okay. kind of collect scrap metal. Yeah, and you know what? I loved all the little uh, noises and stuff, yeah. and all the little <laughs> characters and that. That was great. I that did like lovely. that. Okay, I didn't realize that Luke was such a teenager. He's a bit of a mope. Yeah, he's, he's like a bit of a like strappy moan bag, right? Because yeah. he was like, "Oh, I wanted to go into town." And his father's <laughs> like, uh, "No, you have to like save the yeah, world or whatever." Moisture farm, which is what they were working on. A moisture farm. Yeah, because we're in the desert, so they harvest water. Oh, okay, right, okay. Um, So I slowly started getting into it around the time of Obi-Wan Kenobi, just because Alec Guinness is so good and I really like his voice and there's just something about him. I suppose he adds a certain gravitas to the film that I don't think would have been there otherwise. Yeah, Yeah. but I did have no idea that there were so many humans in it and English accents in it. But this is the thing, because I knew nothing about it, the whole film was completely new to me. Like, obviously, there's bits that are just so famous now that I Mm. like the music or the text. I obviously knew that was coming. But the rest of the story, I really had absolutely... Like, I'd heard of the Death Star and all that sort of stuff, but I didn't know anything about it. So you must Um, be watching it going... Oh, yeah, ah. yeah, and very confused <laughs> yeah. a lot of the time. Going, wait, what? But no, All not these nerve endings yeah. connecting in your brain. Yeah. And <laughs> um, I didn't realize Han Solo was such a little cowboy. I like yeah, that well, he was like a, you know, this is like a, what would you call, like a cowboy? Like somebody yeah, comes in and pretends to fix a, your thing, but he's actually the rogue character. Yeah, basically. yeah, yeah. But um, uh, I actually so for a long time when I was very young, I I thought that Harrison Ford was Luke Skywalker. Right. Because he was, when I was growing up, he would have been the most famous person in it. Yeah, he's definitely the most famous person ever come out of it. Yeah, so I always thought that he was Luke Skywalker. But So he's supposed to be this older guy who's... Yeah, he's just hired to get them. He's a smuggler. He's a pilot or something, is it? But he's a smuggler, drug smuggler, basically, because they smuggle this thing called Spice, I think they call it. Okay. And uh, so basically he's a drug smuggler. (laughs) So he's just to get them to... Princess Leia's plan okay. where he's gonna Ben Kenobi is gonna reunite with her and her father okay right yeah, so and uh, yeah, I did like his character though I thought he was quite funny yeah. he was better in it than I thought he yeah. was gonna be because yeah. I know he like just started acting at the time or something this, that he was, was like he a was carpenter or something and he was, oh he was in America okay and this was his next film because wasn't he like a carpenter on set and was, somebody yeah, was like yeah. hey you look yeah. good you're handsome <laughs> yeah. you can do it but um yeah, I, I did think we were talking about this earlier on, but I thought Jabba the Hutt looked really cool. So I was thinking that's definitely been re- redone. Yeah, so, so they they that scene wasn't in the original. It, or oh. they, it was a cut scene, um, and they just had a guy with a big kind of furry jacket. He was just a man. Okay. You know, and then right. and later on, Jabba shows up in, I think he shows up in definitely the third film, but maybe the end of the second. I can't quite remember. 
basically uh, Han Solo owes him money, so he's captured and brought to him. Okay. And uh, so when you see him in the in the later films, he is as you would expect. He's the big blob kind of thing. But and what uh, is he like? He's a hut, which is a, a gangster kind of. He, he hut is his race. But he's basically just a big slug person. He's a slug, yeah, basically. Okay. basically. But he's a uh, he's a gangster, basically. In, oh, in oh, he is a gangster. Yeah. Okay, I can't remember if he talked or not. What did he do? He does talk. Well, he talks in his own language. Hoodies, as they say. Oh, uh, okay, right. I know so much about this. I'm not even that much of a huge fan of. Oh, are you done? Well, I, I kind of I you just kind of learn it over the years yeah, of watching all the other spin-off shows and the, you know it's just yeah. one of those things you absorb because yeah. it's been around for. 45 years right yeah one yeah, way or yeah. Another, you know, so. and, and Chewbacca then he, he, what is he he's a Wookiee right which is a, just a different species it's just a right okay yeah. and everyone seemed to understand him though when he was talking yeah that's the thing it's like everyone understands what R2 says at times you know and he beeps and bloops at people and people okay. understand uh, because well C-3PO understands everybody because he's what they call the protocol droid he, he speaks every language okay. I think he mentions that at the start oh, right okay yeah well that's kind of cool where they're in a world where ev- everyone, everyone language is not a boundary yeah, yeah. anymore yeah like I, I can understand why people like it so much there's a lot of metaphors in it all mm. the metaphors and whatnot the yeah, force yeah. being with you and, and it always yeah. being there and everything else but I, di- I started to lose interest towards the end a little bit uh, but then I kind of gained interest again when Obi-Wan Kenobi started fighting. But where did Obi-Wan Kenobi go for a while there? Or did he die? Oh, no, he... They, so they're fighting with the uh, yeah. lightsabers. Yeah. I was going to say, what's the name of those things? <laughs> the sticks. <laughs> the sticks, the light yeah. sticks. And um, he just, like, disappeared. Yeah. He, where did he go? He died. Oh, he did die? Yeah, yeah. He, I, I thought he made himself disappear. Is, yeah, well, it, you, I could understand <laughs> that. Because it seems like that. But it seems... See, this is one of the aspects of the film where I kind of go, they didn't have a trilogy planned for this. Mm. Because they bring him back as a ghost later on in the, in the next film, what they call a force ghost. But he, <laughs> um, he, I think he sacrifices himself so they can escape. Okay. But I would have thought just keep fighting will give them a chance yeah, to escape. Yeah, just distract But then they won't man. go without him. That's the thing, I, I think. Who was he fighting against again? My favorite. Was it Darth? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I really, really started to lose interest at this there was time. A fella, he had a black outfit <laughs> the on. The guy in the black. Who is that now? <laughs> yeah, <darn it. laughs> No, I did think I was like, is he dead? And then I thought, no, it's Obi Wan Kenobi. He, yeah. he definitely seems to be in all the films. He and then I just thought he made himself disappear. So that's what happens when that you get hit with one of those sense. lightsabers. Is yeah, it just cuts right through. You. It's a big laser sword, so and you die. Like, yeah, okay, yeah. but it was like his body was gone. He yes. just disappeared. And his, his robes were still left there. So wherever yeah. he went, he went naked. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right. Okay. Now, I did like the fact that Princess Leia is so strong. Because, yeah. you know, this is met in the 70s. There's not that many strong female yeah. characters at the time. And she's such a, a, as a, a person when you see her in real life being interviewed as if she is a real kind of. Yeah. She's more than capable. Yeah, of, yeah. Of no, you know? definitely. Yeah. But, um, but you know what the thing that. And once you hear that, and maybe everybody knows this already, but one thing that when I noticed it started to really annoy me after a while, all of the spaceships, they have that, you know, that really stereotypical man scream. Is it called the Willem scream? The Willem scream is usually, what, you know, for people screaming when they're dying or something like that. But I know what you mean. There the, is a screaming kind of. Yeah, there's a scream. And, it yeah. go, and it's, but there's a like a, a scream that's used. Mm. I, I, I must try and find it and 
Well, the Willem scream is definitely in that film somewhere. George Lucas puts it in, and Spielberg puts it in all his films as well. Okay, well, this yeah. like the, the spaceships just sounded like a man <laughs> screaming. So every time yeah. they went past, so then I just couldn't the, the unhear Empire's that. Ones, then. The evil ones definitely have that sound. In right. Them. Okay. Yeah. yeah. So that's yeah. So I was wondering um, what happened with Obi Wan. Yeah. So these are, the, these are the most uh, unexpected questions. You know, <laughs> why do the spaceships scream? Yeah. Because <laughs> <laughs> I said it was just it was really it got really distracting because yeah. all I could hear was this this scream all the time every time they went past but it was like so repetitive because it was the same scream over and over again but uh, so Obi-Wan Kenobi died but the whole thing was that his spirit or whatever was still there yes okay and Obi-Wan Kenobi is has been sent there to to uh, protect Princess Leia and Luke Skywalker he he, uh, basically her message said something like about how he fought with her father yeah and they need to recruit the Jedi see the Jedi are all but extinct now Jedis are basically like, they're like a religious order almost like monks kind almost, of almost yeah they, they they do live like monks and they uh they're basically space wizard knights kind of thing you know <laughs> and they but they're the they're good righteous um you know good users of the force and Darth okay. Vader is a, an evil force user okay He's a and Sith, right and something. the force is magic essentially it's basically it's an energy uh, what do they say it's an energy field that surrounds everybody and you're able to tap into it and do things and stuff okay. using it and it, you can like you can increase your your strength you can you can speak across great distances mm-hmm. and telepathy and all of that stuff and okay it's it kind of is whatever they need it to be yeah. at any given time in the story you know? okay um but it is uh, spirituality, I yeah, guess. Yeah, that's you know? what it seemed to yeah. be a metaphor for. And can anybody use it in the film? Or no, no, I don't think anyone can use it. I think it's um, there are people who are Force-sensitive and then there are people who are really Force-sensitive and then they are chosen to become Jedi at like an early age of four or five. But in the, when, they, when they redid, in the 90s, they did the f- episodes one, two, and three. Mm-hmm. And in episode one they start to explain what the force is and it turns out they explain and they should never have done it but they explain it's like this bacteria that lives in your body and it's like a symbiotic relationship with you oh. and people who have what they call midichlorians <laughs> and who people have this very high count it's like a red blood cell count of people oh, have a very right. high count are, are very fo- so they, they needed a way to measure it or something in the film but it was a terrible idea yeah they should have just, just I think everyone got it leave it leave even it I kind you of understood what the yeah. force was that's so they've ridiculous. kind of ever since then that's never come up again everyone just ignores that as part of the thing but it never came up again after that right and then I I was telling you earlier on that I almost so I watched this in two parts so I, I almost met it the whole way through the first time and then I had five minutes left <laughs> so what, was, what point did you cut it off they were ha- they were fighting they're all fighting in their in spaceships space, yeah. and, and Luke had gone up and um, mm. I think they're I, trying I, to blow up the Death Star right? yeah so, yeah, yeah. Um, and the Death Star is where uh, Darth Vader it's lives just, or his no, spaceship it, it, well it's, it's it's basically a giant uh, weapon so they, okay. they can orbit it and send it around to orbit planets and destroy them and stuff okay. like that, you know. Right, so okay. it's just a giant nuclear weapon. weapon. Okay, yeah, right, yeah. yeah. Um, so yeah, I only had five minutes left and I thought, I've probably seen most of it by now. I could probably Did finish this now. Did you know it was only five minutes? Or we <laughs> yeah, just, I could see. I couldn't really wait t- another five minutes. <laughs> I was just really tired. I was like, I'll watch the rest of it tomorrow night. Then I eventually went back. because I, I, like, At one point, I actually thought, probably doesn't really matter if I don't see the last of the final right. five minutes of the movie or like but seven minutes had, or whatever it was. And again, if you haven't seen Star Wars, you really should have watched it before this. But 
had Han Solo come back at that point? Uh, had Han Solo come... No, the way he comes back at the end and saves Luke so Luke can make the final shot at the... Uh, no, he hadn't right, come so back at that, that so I missed yeah. that. So, yeah, no. And then when I watched it, I was like, oh, right, okay, yeah, no, this is kind of like the most important part mm. of the movie. Like, every cultural reference that I ever yeah, know yeah. I've ever seen from Star Wars was in those final five or seven <laughs> minutes. So I was just kind of laughing at the fact that I was just going to, like, I probably don't I even it. need to. I get the gist of all of this. <laughs> but, yes, so many references, though. Like, even... I don't know. You, pro- you probably don't remember this because... So when we were younger, we used to we were obsessed with Disney movies and we would watch Beauty and the Beast and Little Mermaid and all of those on VHS. Right. And then at the end, then we'd watch to the very end of the credits. And at the very end of the credits, there used to be like a little short film and it was right. advertising uh, Disney World. Right. And we, we loved it. It was like this little boy who falls asleep and he ends up waking up and he's in Disney World. But he, there's all they put him in all these scenarios of famous films, mm. and there's one section where I didn't realize it at the time. It's the end point in Star Wars where they're flying through those through narrow tunnel. through yeah, the yeah. tunnels and yeah, things yeah. like that. So we watched that oh, so many times, and I don't think I realized it was yeah. from <laughs> Star Wars. What Disney film so, that? Yeah. So yeah. when I saw what I saw it in the yeah, film yeah. the other night, brought me back to that nice. old short film about <laughs> Disney. So that was great. Yeah. So I almost didn't watch the end, um, and then yeah, they blew up the Death Star and. Yeah, like it was all fine. Yeah. But <laughs> I'm glad they blew it up. That was great. Yeah. I just, yeah, like, see, this is the thing. It's never going to be the same for me watching it now no. as a 35 no. year old woman who's never yeah. seen it before and has no interest in any of that sort of stuff, as right. opposed to like a seven year old boy who's yeah, watching it for the first time. But like, how old were you when you saw it? Seven. Or oh, eight. Okay. I was eight. Right. Yeah. So it was. So I, I, it had been on all summer long and I didn't see it. And then I went back to school in September and one day my mom called and took me out of school early and I went out to the car and my brother was sitting there and we're both looking at each other going I don't know right. and then she took us to see it oh. and I had already thought that I was I, but I remember it so vividly and I'd never seen anything like it and it's so rare like you were talking about Jurassic Park is one yeah. of the, is the first film you saw in the cinema yeah. and you'd never seen anything like that yeah, before yeah. so yeah. I mean that's a brilliant first film to see but but even before that seen Jurassic Park you might have seen there were other yeah, things that were impressive yeah, yeah. but with Star Wars I think I had been to the cinema maybe four or five times before that and I'd seen the only one I remember was the Jungle Book because that was the first okay, one I ever right. saw yeah. I think I'd maybe seen a James Bond movie or something and then this but like I'd never seen anything like it right. and it was just okay. blew me away and it was in terms of the story or the visuals all or of it. all okay. of it and just the right. yeah. just the fun of it and just uh you know it's 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 made for kids it mm. really is so when the the prequels came out the episodes one two and three and you know the crawl comes up for the first one yeah and they're talking about you know uh taxation routes and stuff like that and space politics and all of this stuff right. and you just okay. go oh, but in that it was just you know you know space wizards versus big black robot monster guy yeah it was it was just so enjoyable and so never seen anything like it so it just hit at the right age right yeah that's uh, that does seem like the perfect age to watch it having said that like once those three films were done there's the Empire Strikes Back, which is probably the best of the lot. I was going to ask series. you, which is your favorite of all the ones that you've seen? Which is your of favorite? Of the nine main central films, Empire Strikes Back is best. And which, where does that come? It's the next one after Star Wars. It's okay. episode five. And all the 
the, those characters, all the cast that was in the first yeah, one? they're all back the fourth one. Yeah. Right, okay. And it's a really good sequel, and it's a really good standalone movie. Okay. The third one that wraps it all up is a bit twee, and it's half it is good and half it's rubbish. But I felt I was kind of done with it at that, at that point. Okay. And then anything I enjoyed about it after that was nostalgia. But they had a TV show on over the last couple of years called The Mandalorian. Yeah, I heard of that, yeah. So in one episode of that, uh, and spoiler alert if you haven't seen The Mandalorian, but I think it's pretty much common knowledge now. In one episode of that, a de-aged Luke Skywalker comes into it. De-aged. So they basically have Luke Skywalker in this. It's set 10 years after the first three movies. And is it your man? Um, It's basically a a computer-generated face of of, of Luke Skywalker. Mark Hamill from from that age. And it, it's right. it's it's not perfect, but I have to say, watching that was amazing because mm. it just you kind of watch films now and you kind of go, I'll never feel anything like I felt as a kid in a film mm-hmm. again. But I did watching that and also watching, you're gonna laugh at this, but the Marvel movies, Infinity War and Endgame, right. those movies did it for me. It made me feel like a kid again okay. watching those. You know, right. they were, because I remember watching them going. I think if I watched these films as a kid, my brain would explode. They're right. just so perfect for... But they really tap into something that if you grew up with that stuff and you were influenced by it, it, it really connects. And uh, I watched um, No Way Home, the Spider-Man movie for recently. I watched that with, right. with Ben, my, yeah. my son, last night. And he was so into it. Mm. And he was so excited about it. And so was I watching it. It's so rare that that can happen. Right, okay. But when they brought Luke Skywalker back in The Mandalorian, uh, it was really affecting. Okay, it really right. was. It was very moving and emotional, you know. Right. But I tell you, one of the things I love, if you look up um, uh, reactions on YouTube, reactions to Luke Skywalker and The Mandalorian, and you see yeah. people watching it in real time yeah. and their reactions to it, and what it means to people is mm. unbelievable. Well, it's, that's nice. It's really great, and it's very very moving stuff you know okay, yeah. I mean it's easy to laugh at as well yeah. you know if you wanted to but there's just something that connects these people to their childhood yeah that's affects the thing them. Yeah. And that's, a, that's a powerful thing you don't get that in yeah. most, most uh, media you know mm, no definitely not and you can, I can tell even me not having that much interest in it I can appreciate what, the, what a, a massive impact it's mm. had on the world of film but also yeah, it's such a big part of so many people's childhood. And yeah. I, think, and, and the, I suppose, I don't know if it's sad or not, I suppose it's for a particular generation in particular. So that, at some stage, will maybe go. It won't yeah. be like even when I was growing up, even though it wasn't as much a part of my generation, well, maybe some people in my generation do hold it to mm. such high esteem. But maybe in like 20 or 30 years' time, it, it just won't even be... Well, actually, it'll be it'll be kind of like maybe Citizen Kane, as in people will talk about it yeah. as something that was very important at the time. I think, but I think what because they've sustained it for so long, and now there's like I say eleven films, and there's been two TV, well, two different TV series: The Mandalorian, which was uh, two separate series, and then the Boba Fett thing, which is another character from later Star Wars films. He had his own show. Okay. And now there's the Obi-Wan Kenobi one. There's another two, I think, coming out. There's a bunch of animated stuff. There's loads of stuff that they've put together. And so it's this huge extended universe now. And I think that's going to keep going. And I think it's bigger than ever now. Right. Oh, okay. Right. Because George Lucas sold it maybe 10 years ago, maybe a bit more, for $4 billion. Right. And 
that's starting to look like a, the bargain of the year for for Disney when they bought it. Right. Like okay. Million. I think they made half of that back nearly on the, the first film they made. Oh, really? You so know? all of these re- reboots and everything, they're all really successful? Yep, hugely successful. Right, yeah. okay. Not critically. The first three yeah. movies that came out have been, I think a lot of people wish they'd never happened. You okay, know, but right. They, um, uh, yeah, they've been hugely financially successful. You know? Okay. So as a film, just purely as a film, whatever as it being a cultural phenomenon, what did you think of it as a film in its own right? Yeah, I thought it was just a bit of a silly, fun yeah. film. If nobody had told, if I didn't know anything about Star Wars before going into it, or I didn't have the yeah. the, the knowledge that I had, of, or even just the, the knowledge yeah. of, of what it meant to people, I would have just thought, oh yeah, it's a bit of a space caper. Yeah. <laughs> that's, that's pretty much how I would have wrapped it up. Space caper. Yeah. <laughs> I think that was your working title. For it, really. Space capers. Um, yeah, yeah I, see, I've, I haven't watched it in a long time, but I remember the last time I watched it, I tried to watch it with Dan when he was a bit younger and uh, I found it very slow yeah that's uh, I did I that's the thing I did drift off a good few times and yeah, I would come back it, and go what's going on here it's now it's definitely so got a 70s pacing it does it has a set yeah it's a very yeah. different pace to yeah. films that you watch now it's a little bit slower I'm not the best at paying attention to things I've no interest in anyways so, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so for in that regard yeah but um <laughs> Is he a robot? Yeah, <laughs> but um, no, it was it was fun. Yeah. I thought that's the whole thing, and it was funny, and it, it had obviously had been really successful mm. in creating this whole other world. Yeah, and it also brought in so many technological advancements in it, things that hadn't been seen before. Yeah, and it was massively influential in in every way, culturally and technologically. And, yeah, yeah. You know, so it's. That's the thing. It's like, like you're saying about Citizen Kane, yeah, it's you may not enjoy it, but you can see. I can appreciate that's the thing. I, I, yeah, almost, and like you know? you know, it was it was grand. It was I think it was probably better than I was expecting. I right. thought, as in, I enjoyed it more than I thought I would. Right. I thought I wouldn't enjoy it at all. Or I thought I would think it was really stupid or something. But um, I enjoyed it more than I thought it would because the characters are quite funny. Um, but I wouldn't particularly want to watch it again. <laughs> But you, and you wouldn't want to watch the next one either. No, I might watch the Mandalorian one just to see Luke Skywalker come back. Yeah, just, it's it's where I think that. it's the it's the last episode of the second series. Right. What's uh, the one that Adam Driver is in? That's the episode seven, eight, and nine. Okay. They were the ones that were done over the last. 10 and they're years. the ones that people don't particularly like. Yeah. Well, see, the first one, if you watch it, you can kind of say, okay, I think the first one is good. Uh, it's kind of. Um, kind of follows the blueprint of the the first Star Wars movie a little bit in terms of how it tells its story and it's kind of it's almost like a very subtle remake of it in a okay. sense as well right. you know, like there's a droid who has information right. about the whereabouts of somebody and then they're trying to get there and you know um, so yeah it plays it very safe the second one is the most controversial one uh, directed by Ryan Johnson, who did Knives Out. Okay. Oh, uh, yeah. I saw that. Did, what else did he do? Brick. Did you see Brick? When that no, came I out? haven't seen that, Brick but I know the good. film. Yeah. Um, and so it's a bit of a mess, but it's an interesting mess. Okay. It's an ambitious mess. Okay. And I think that's, that's it's probably the most ambitious of all those films. Right. Um, but there's some weird moments in it. Mm-hmm. Like Luke Skywalker is living on an island, basically Skellig Michael off the coast of. Oh Kerry. yeah! Oh, so that's and what they yeah. were filmed. Yeah, that's right. And okay. so he's living there. He's been a recluse for years. So uh, this character uh, Ray, this uh, played by Daisy Ridley, goes to find him and trying to convince him to come and help him come out of retirement as a Jedi. But he's living on this island, and there's like little weird alien creatures there. And at one point, she's following him, and he's ignoring her. 
and he goes to get there's basically like a big sea creature sitting on the shore that looks like a seal but it's sitting up and he milks it okay it's got these very obvious giant nipples and he milks it (laughs) and then he drinks the milk in front of uh, the Ray character and the creature that he milks looks at her with his mournful face and I remember I remember when I saw it in the cinema and I was going he totally did it with that thing (laughs) 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 and I imagine the thing turning to her going we used to date but it was just there was some bizarre choices strange right and who plays Luke Skywalker in the new films uh, Mark Hamill, he's back playing himself. Oh, again, oh, yeah. that and that, right? Oh, and yeah. that's the de-aged one. No, no, that? in in the Mandalorian, he's oh, the Mandalorian's TV it's show. It's a de-aged, de-aged version. One. He does the voice for it. Okay. Uh, but they do it in that, and it's only like he's on screen for maybe forty-five seconds with direct shots of him, and it looks pretty good. It's clearly CGI, but it's pretty right. good. Okay. Then they bring him back in this in the next series called The Book of Boba Fett, where they do this deep fake thing. Oh, okay. And it looks amazing. It oh looks right! So good. Wow, it's still mad. Slightly suspect, but you kind of with that deep fake stuff, you're kind of going, "This is as bad as it's ever going to look. Okay. It's just going to get better." You and know? that's Mark Hamill playing those character. Uh, he's the person who's in the Mandalorian and Boba Fett. No, there's no. He's not in it at all. Okay. It's just They just have it's a stand-in pre- that they okay. pasted his right. face onto. And but he is yeah. in the films, though. He's in the films. Yeah, okay, yeah. right. And he's good in them. You know, he's very good. But. Uh, like if you don't feel inspired to go on the, the next film is the best one but it's just it's probably just not for you it's just, yeah it's no like I think it's, I'm just not the target audience I think and, no. but uh, yeah it's good yeah. to see at least now I can say I've seen Star Wars yeah. but people were shocked I, when they heard that I hadn't seen it I cannot believe how much I've absorbed over the years about it yeah, that, you, I, that you I'm able to just bring this stuff up mm. I don't watch those films I, I right. watch them when they come out I don't tend to re-watch them I just I haven't seen Star Wars. I've tried to watch it with Ben, like I said, but before that, I couldn't even begin to tell you when I'd last seen it. You must really pay attention when you watch films. Do you know what? I think it's just, it's so much a part of the culture so that if you do know about it, and actually watching these series kind of, because they have all of these references in them to the old stuff and you do kind of, it's all just absorbed in over 11 films and... 45 years or something right okay so yeah Yeah, well i'm glad i saw it probably won't watch it again right but yeah good (laughs) fun space caper all right so you we were trying to find uh an equivalent maybe not culturally but just trying to find something that you had seen a lot that you've seen a lot when you were growing up and that i hadn't seen and we settled on romeo and michelle's high school reunion (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> just well, the as lines uh, <laughs> are ridiculous but um yeah so i'd never seen this and i had a vague notion of what it was i mean the, the clues are all in the title mm. and you just have to kind of see the trailer for it to know that they're kind of a pair of slightly naive they're supposed to be valley girls valley yeah girls, yeah and and will we do a little segue into my intro here sure yeah and here, uh, it here it is now Romy and Michelle's High School Reunion is a 1997 American comedy film directed by David Merkin and starring Mira Savino and Lisa Kudrow. The plot revolves around two 28-year-old women who appear to have not achieved much success in life and decide to invent fake careers as the inventors of post-its to impress former classmates at their 10-year high school reunion. The characters are taken from the stage play Ladies Room, written by Robin Schiff, which also featured Kudrow. 
Though the film wasn't an immediate hit, it eventually achieved cult status on video and cable reruns, thanks to its charming stars, its unique wit, and the heartwarming friendship at its core. I chose this film as my pick for our Cultural Gap episode, as it's a movie that I watched more times than I can remember as a teenager. Will it have the same confusing effect on Will that Star Wars had on me and cause him to question every scene, character and location? Let's find out. Yeah, so so you hadn't seen it at all? No. Before you saw it. Okay. And, and I actually didn't even know Valley Girl was the thing. It, mm. I, it just seemed to me like they were just kind of, broadly speaking, they were more LA kind of, yeah. you know, slightly naive, but seemed very nice yeah. in it. But they were, and I, what I got from it, obviously they were, they were kind of delusional about themselves in, in school where they kind of thought that they were the best ones. Yeah. And, you know, to be honest, they probably were because they're so nice yeah, in it, you know. Yeah. Um, but they were never included with the... The A group. With the cool girls. <laughs> yeah. Or the mean girls, as they turned out to be. Yeah. And so they've been invited to the high school reunion and they realise that their lives aren't as impressive as they <laughs> want them to be. Yeah. So they decide to fabricate the whole thing and go <laughs> back. And, yeah, um, they want to, they pretend to be business women. Yes, but they don't actually think about what the, type of business yes, they are until in. They're almost there until they're in a diner. And there's a scene where they go into yeah the diner and they ask do they have some the business, kind of business woman, woman special, special? <laughs> <laughs> which is yeah. very good. And then and they then, as well we'll just have some burgers. Yeah, and, toast, and the woman, hurry. the little woman behind yeah. the diner goes, "What kind of business are you in?" <laughs> and uh, <laughs> and they just look at her, and then so they hadn't actually thought about yeah. what business. So the business they settle on is that they are the inventors of the post-it notes. <laughs> yeah. uh, well, is it which one is Michelle? Lira Michelle is Lisa Kudrow. Is she okay? Yeah, yeah. So Romy decides that she has invented the post-it notes. Yeah, and Michelle kind of helped out. She a decided bit. that they she, were she yellow, them. and uh, they were yeah. yellow. And yeah. her, she was the one who had the rich uncle. Yes, who yeah. had a printing press yeah. and were able to make them. But this kind of um, Michelle kind of takes it that she is not getting the credit she deserves for the creation of the post-it notes, <laughs> and this kind of drives a wedge between them and they decide that when they get to the reunion they're going to go their separate, separate ways. ways yeah and uh so after that it's all manner of kind of it kind of plays on a lot of 80s kind of movie tropes about high yeah. school reunions and you know uh, graduation dances and all of that kind of stuff you know mm-hmm. and um it takes well, kind of a surreal twist to all of it yeah particularly well. towards the end when it just mm. the, the plot starts to not unravel as such but it just like there's a moment where one of them has heard that has been dreaming a big chunk of this yeah. and then it uh it carries on and on and, and basically they uh it just gets more and more complex as it goes towards the end <laughs> yeah. but and it was good i enjoyed it a lot but i at the for the first 40 minutes or so I was kind of watching a guy. I hadn't really laughed that much at right. this. It was kind of a okay. lot of kind of... Was there any sort of smirking, though? A little bit, you know. And I won't let being on my own yeah. stop me from laughing. <laughs> I'm not a psychopath. <laughs> <laughs> um, but it was, there were moments where I was kind of... <laughs> yeah. Uh, you know, that kind of thing. But but I thought they were really good. Mm. They're both really good. But it, there was a weird kind of tone in it that I wasn't sure what they were going for. Where at one point they seemed very naive... And then at another point, like they're talking about how, uh, I think it was, is it Romy is talking about how she's totally going to have sex with the guy that she fancied in school. Yeah. And, and when she said that, I was kind of going, oh, they seemed like such 
Yeah. That this was a world where they were too naive for that almost, you know. Oh, did you think? It didn't... It was hard to pitch what age they were at this point. In, in when they go back to the reunion, yeah, they're well, twenty-eight. They're twenty-eight. Oh yeah, yeah, they do mention that. Yeah, but I guess it's because they, it's they ten act years so naive since they've been that, in high school. Yeah, but they act so naive that it just seems a very, a very sexless world. Okay, do you know what I mean? It doesn't seem. It's not even a though they talk world. about even though they talk about boyfriends a lot. Yeah, but it just seems so naive and kind of. They yeah, seem, they do. Still they seem sort quite of innocent. Like, yeah, they do. Like they sort act of like they were teenagers. Yeah, so it wasn't. You know, there's no reason to think that they weren't 28-year-old women, but it was just, uh, it was just the tone was kind of a little uneven. Oh at times, right, you know? even when because Romy works in it, she's a receptionist in a Jaguar yeah. uh, rental it, place. That's where she yeah. meets um, Janine Grafola's uh, character. Yes. What, what's her yeah. name again? The character. Um, oh, Michelle. No, not Michelle. Um, Heather. Right. And she's okay, very yeah. funny. She's yeah, so yeah. she was a little goth in school, yes, and she's in yeah, love yeah. with this guy. Uh, called what Sandy mm. Sandy who's in love with Michelle right. and uh, she's rich now because she invented the quick burning cigarettes yeah. which I've forgotten about that part <laughs> yeah they were what just was gone in called? one drag there basically. was a name for them late. there was some, like lady cigarettes or something like that <laughs> and it's like the quick burning cigarettes for the woman on the yeah. go <laughs> <laughs> and uh, Alan Cumming was in it yeah. so he was her yeah he was a massive geek in yeah, high school, and he was he in love with Michelle. He had surgery done, didn't he? By, yeah. by the high school reunion, and he was very attractive. Then, yeah. or supposed to be. Well, in, in the yeah. dream party, was yes, the dream. Yeah. Party. That's a bit. I keep forgetting that there's a whole dream sequence. The dream sequence is very strange. Um, yeah. But yeah, it was. I'd heard good things about the film, in, in that it, it's one of those movies that seems like it's going to be, on its surface, it's going to be quite a dumb. Film. Yeah. Yeah. But there's actually a lot more going on in it than I would have thought. Um, but I enjoyed it, but I didn't really laugh a lot at it. Did you not? It was more kind of, um, what did I, I liked when they argued with each other. That was quite funny. You yeah. Know? They were very kind of childish about it. And, uh, but there was that moment in it where uh, Romy goes off to get a car. They're going to need a car to impress them. Yeah. And she pretends to have sex like, with the guy oh, yeah. so that her, his workmates can hear it outside the room. Yeah. But like, she comes back and she says, how did you, how did you get the car? Mm. And she says that she gave hand jobs to everyone oh, in the yeah. place, and she just goes, "Oh, okay." Yeah, Michelle. And then she stops. She goes, "Did you really think that I did that?" And yeah. this, that whole conversation was very funny. Yeah. But, uh, so there's lots of stuff like that in that, that I thought was funny, but yeah, um, yeah, it was. And I think uh, the Mira Sorvino and Lisa Kudrow are, are both very good. Yeah, they're very good. And they were they play actors. very well together as yeah, well. They I really think. Did. Yeah, they really Yeah. And there's something about their well. Uh, um, what's the name? Mira Serena's voice in it. Though, yeah, her voice is funny. so funny. Yeah, it's that was very good. Just this kind of, it was like a, a child trying to sound like an adult. Yeah. You know, and it was just very It was funny. like sort of deep. Slightly but, deep, yeah. But it had a weird it Californian rem- twang to it. It reminded me of, uh, you know, what's her name? Elizabeth Holmes, you know, the, yeah, that the Serrano's low sort of, yeah. With the blood kind of. Yeah testing machine scam yeah she just went low voice for her yeah. whole life for some weird reason yeah um so, so you enjoyed it overall. i did absolutely and i think i definitely recommend it is it is not the film you think it's going to be right okay. and it's very engaging for the start and there's lots yeah. of needle drop uh music cues in it of yeah great songs, loads you know? music yeah yeah, and yeah. There's some, some great songs in it uh but it does feel like 
they're very much trying to sell the soundtrack album all the way through yeah. this thing, you know. And it's funny, so I found out afterwards, so the budget uh, was 20 million and mm. it made back 29 million, so it actually made a profit. And the woman, so it started off as a play right. called Ladies Room, which is a stage okay. play, and Lisa Kudrow was in that, you know, right, before okay. Friends and everything yeah, yeah. else. And then they tried to make a part, and that was really successful, apparently. Right. Um, and she played Michelle in it, and then they tried to make a, a, a show out of it, and I think mm. there was only a pilot episode or something, and it didn't get right. uh, taken on. But the budget was 29 million, which r- her name, the woman who wrote it was called Rob. Robin Schiff, a uh, skiff, C H S C H I F F. How do you pronounce that? Again. Skiff. <laughs> yeah, I was just talking about Schiff. Skiff. Schiff. Okay. <laughs> Skiff. Skiff. Skiff is the, the, the shoe shop in, in, in how we pronounce shoe. Shoe. <laughs> a long time. For a long time, I thought it was yeah. Skiff. Right but, uh, on the Street was the Olier Street at yeah. one point when I was a kid. So, so you know, we all make mistakes. <laughs> we do. But so the budget was 20 million. 240,000 of that went on licensing time after time really isn't that yeah, crazy wow. yeah that, that's the that's thing that's a lot for that song because I know in um, in Mad Men they licensed the Beatles song Tomorrow Never Knows for the end of one episode where right. one of the characters listens to the record and they paid a million for that oh my god that's and it like it never seems worth that for me it's like time after time yeah it, I do remember that being a big part of the film or I'm sure it's a big part of that one episode for whatever two yeah, minutes yeah, yeah. in Mad Men but it's like nothing can justify spending that much money I think yeah I don't know I think it's I'm surprised it's that much um, I don't can you imagine how much advertising they'd have to sell to recoup just yeah. the money on that one yeah, thing yeah that's the but, thing but that's crazy but, but yeah. you know they do their sums they, they, they know that they can afford it and it's so yeah. hard to make money with it obviously maybe yeah. they just had because the moment it's played in Romeo and Michelle's for time after time is a dance this strange yes, dance yeah, yeah. that Romeo Michelle and uh, Sandy Frink do at the end yes. of their uh, it's such a great thing. song as well it it's is yeah but uh, yeah I'm glad you liked it because the, the reason I, I, I picked it was because it was kind of like it's very similar to <laughs> oh, um, excuse me I'm so sorry so <laughs> professional oh <laughs> Okay. That was only a I small just couldn't little, get rid of that. Just, yeah, if you tried to try to suppress it, you'd give yourself. Yeah, you blow an eyeball. Yeah. <laughs> but um, it kind of it reminds me of Clueless in a way, in that there were certain films that myself and my sisters just watched over mm. and over and over again when we were younger. Disney films was a lot of them, yeah. but you'd seen a lot of those Disney films. Yes. But and then Clueless was another one, and yeah. then another one was Romeo and Michelle. So we just right. I think we had them on VHS, and we used to just watch them over and over again. But it was uh, so obviously I watched it again for this, mm. and it was because uh, there were so many things I'd forgotten about, like the beginning such a 90s beginning yeah, with the, yeah. the opening and oh, the, it's yeah, like they're going much. through uh, yeah, yeah. I think they're, they're putting up different <laughs> materials or things like yes. that and, yeah, and there's yeah. hands coming in I remember the Just a Girl the No Doubt songs yeah, I loved No Doubt at the time they played times throughout yeah. the, the film you know? I thought it was just at the beginning was it there's not? There's another part where it comes back in later on just as she's going to get the car Oh right, yeah. okay, right, yeah. yeah but I thought it, that was. I great. thought it came up more than that as well. But yeah, but I, but I, uh, I like those openings. I remember in the nineties, there was a lot of films that I watched at the time where it would go. The opening would go from an animation or oh, okay. some yeah, sort of yeah. picture or something and then it would go in and it would become then a real, real thing, you know yeah, real absolutely. thing so that happened quite a lot <laughs> but I love that scene with Pretty Woman when they're watching Pretty Woman <laughs> and they're, they're taking the piss out of it yeah. but then Lisa Goodrow starts just gets like really emotional about it she's like I'm sorry I just really like when they finally let her shop <laughs> so there's just so many funny funny bits in it like that forgotten about the cigarettes that burned down real fast I really love the flashbacks yes the, I just yeah, there was just there was this whole surreal element to it that at the time because mm. I watched it so much I didn't even think about, yeah, but when yeah. I watched it back, I was like, "Oh, this is actually kind of a bit quirky and a little you know, bit different." I think it was kind of marketed alongside stuff like "Dude, Where's My Car" and all of that. Yeah, stuff, and it's which so are much real better. Than, yeah, and they're just nothing so wrong with note. that. But it got kind of 
it got tired with that brush. But it, I think it's so much more than that. Oh, Even those transitions yeah. through the yearbook, they'd open yeah. up their yearbook yeah, yeah. and then they'd look at a picture and then again you'd go in through that picture yes. and it would yeah, become yeah, yeah. a memory. And I love that. I, I really think it was unappreciated for Definitely. the time yeah, that yeah. it was out. And I remember I, w- I was reading an interview with Rob- Robin Schiff. Is Schiff. that and uh, <laughs> and she said she was she actually wanted to go out of town for it. she had no confidence in it whatsoever because right. she said even when she had the play and these two characters came on um, and people just started laughing at them immediately and she was like why are people finding this so yeah, funny because yeah, yeah. she just thought people were going to find it really dumb and when the movie came out uh, when they said they wanted to make it into a movie she said no it's not going to translate and then it was mm. made into a movie she said she was watching it and she was like this is just bizarre she said, by yeah, the time yeah. we got to the dance sequence I was like god people are just not going to like this so she wanted to leave town right. for the, the weekend it was out and then she had to stay in LA for some reason and then it came out and the reviews were actually quite good and she yeah. couldn't believe like she just really thought everyone was going to think it was really dumb and really right. stupid but and I think that did ultimately affect the money it made because it didn't make a lot of money based on what it cost. Yeah. But I, I, I knew enough about it to know that it was held in higher regard yeah. than, than you would expect. Yeah, and it's yeah. kind of become a, a bit of a cult thing since yeah, then. Yeah, That's absolutely. the whole thing. Yeah. It didn't, you know, it, it made a bit of a profit at the, like, nine million at the cinema. It was nothing right. to be sniffed at. Yeah. But it's since then, it's kind of got this more of a cult status, yeah, yeah. I think. But I think at least Kudrow looks great in it. Yeah, the both of them look really, really yeah, yeah. good. Also, did you notice the two of them, lo- and I always noticed this at the time as well, they look so tall. In it. They do, actually. <laughs> they just yeah. always look like they're yeah. the tallest people in yeah. the room. And they're probably normal height, but for some reason they do look ridiculous. Tall. Yeah, yeah, but it. Re- yeah, I really enjoyed it. I have to say, by the end of it, I was kind of really impressed of how, by you know, all of the, all of the ways it deviated away from being the bog standard movie you think it's gonna be. Yeah, yeah. You know, so it was a much cleverer movie than I think it's uh, marketed as. Yeah, maybe. definitely. Yeah, and it kind of it reminded me of Clueless and Muriel's wedding in that way, and mm. that there was something yeah, extra to them. They weren't, yeah, yeah. you know, they weren't just this kind of one level thing. Also, it's just a really nice film about female friendship, which again you don't actually see yes, that much, and true. like you can tell that they have so much fun together. Yeah. And you know, Lisa Kudrow has just so she's supposed to be so they're both supposed to be a bit dumb, kind of. Or that's how they're married. But but Lisa Kudrow's character is supposed to be a little bit more oblivious than yes. Romy even but yeah, she yeah. does ha- she makes a good point at one stage and she was kind of saying you know up until you said it I didn't realise our life was bad I just yes. always thought we, we I thought we had a great time in high school yeah. and I thought we've been having a blast ever you know, <laughs> yeah. since so yeah. you kind of think yeah like it, yeah. they were having a great time it was only when they started to think they weren't having sure. a great time that yeah. all of a sudden their life meant nothing so but the, the amount of songs really oh, well known songs yeah, yeah. in it and even that part where they're singing Footloose and they're yeah, thinking and, and just, she's singing the wrong word she's saying yeah. cut loose and yeah, I don't know <laughs> and all of that yeah because yeah. <laughs> yeah, I was wondering if they had to pay for all the songs but yeah, yeah obviously they yeah. did but uh, yeah I, I really liked it I thought um, even the bitchy girls in it I thought that was really good because by the time you get to the graduation there's still bitchy girls underneath yes, they pretend absolutely. to be really yeah, nice yeah. but and I was thinking yeah people like that don't change if you yeah. were a bitch in secondary school or high school there's a good chance yeah. you're going to be a bitch when you grow up and it's up very much well. like I don't know if you saw the movie Heathers which would yeah that's great it. Yeah, so you can see there's a lot of like they're taking cues from lots of other things. It's very knowing kind of how yeah. they're putting it together. Yeah, and you Justin, uh, uh, what's his name? Thoreau. Justin Thoreau. Justin Thoreau he's yeah. the cowboy in it. I never oh, realized right, that okay. until I, I watched it yeah. back. Oh, there you go. Yeah, so he's the uh, cowboy that doesn't talk. Oh, right, okay. Um, but yeah, thoroughly enjoyed it. I uh, was very surprised and I'd, I'd really recommend it to anyone who's... It's on Disney Plus if anybody It is, yeah, I watched it on yeah. Disney Plus. Yeah, yeah so that's very great. Good. Brilliant. So, so quickly before we finish, uh, recommendations... 
I went to see the Batman, which I thought was great. Yeah. It's three okay. hours long. It's very serious. Why are films so long these yeah, days? Yeah, I mean, it did. I did feel it in my backside Bones. a little bit by the end, <laughs> but it's really good. Yeah, it's I keep hearing really that. Good. Yeah. Okay. And um, what TV? else did I see? I'm watching, watching anything good on TV. I started watching The Dropout. Oh, is that good? First episode is pretty good. You know, she's a good choice. Yeah. Amanda Seyfried. Seyfried, whatever way you pronounce it. Um, Are you watching Pam and Tommy? I watched the first three episodes. I kind of went, ah, that's enough of that. Right. You know, it's just, it's not as good as uh, I was hoping it would be. Mm. I just found it a bit. I quite like it now, but a lot of it is because just of how much they've made her look. And saying, oh, like, she's amazing yeah, in it. Um, what's in Lily James? But yeah. how much they've made her look like Pamela oh, Anderson yeah, is amazing. And I, I think, like, I'll probably go back to it. There's a lot of decent stuff in it, but I just kind of thought it's not as funny as I hoped it would be. Mm. It's not as... Uh, but one thing I did watch is the BBC show This Is Going To Hurt. Oh, the Adam K- is it based on the Adam K yes. book? Yeah, oh, yeah, wow, yeah. I didn't With even ben know. Wishaw as playing him. Oh, right. It's very good. Oh, I didn't yeah. even know that. I was just recommending that book last night yeah, to somebody. I didn't right. even realise. really good. That, right. that book has one of the most graphic uh, medical stories I've ever heard in my life about the, a guy the who... First one the yeah, the guy who jumps on the lamppost <laughs> in naked and slides down yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. The term degloving oh, <laughs> You can imagine how I felt watching it as a, uh, hearing it as a man. My God, I can't, yeah. That's just... That's... Yeah. That's the, on the lamppost. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so there's a there's a there's a TV show yeah, about it now, yeah. right? Okay, and, and it's, it's on BBC. Good. Okay, uh, yeah, I think there's I think there's six or eight parts to it. Very good. Though. Okay, I really enjoyed it. Great. Yeah. Okay, and that's it, I think. Right. Anything else? I watched Inventing Anna. Oh, you haven't seen Probably that yet. Two or three episodes too many in that show. Oh, right. Yeah, yeah, people have recommended it to me though, and that it's better than you might think. Yeah, that's not um, to say it's great, yeah. but it's better than you might think. You know? Yeah, she's very good at Julia. I've seen her in a couple of different Garner, names. I think her name is. Right. Yeah. She's in Ozark. She's great. Yeah. At it. Yeah. Um, but that's it. Have you watched anything? Uh, else? So I have, and I was even wondering should we do an episode on this because I loved it so much. But uh, you watched season two of Love Is Blind. Yes. At, and did you see? So I was wondering should we do an episode on? Yeah, that? Yeah, let's do that. Okay, next. so I won't talk about it too much, yeah. but well, my we'll God. do it really quickly because we both already watched it. So we'll okay, that, right, yeah. yeah well, episode. just you know, d- yeah. to Shane and Shake, <laughs> the two of them. <laughs> Shake is just such a oh, oh just. There's actually not much almost to be said about it because no. it's just so like oh. when it started off, I thought this isn't as good as the first season, no. and then slowly yeah. the characters are just ridiculous. You and, need and to watch you, Married at First Sight Australia for way worse than this has ever really. Given up. Okay, yeah. see, I think that'll yeah. just make me angry. Whereas Love Is Blind season two was kind of just funny. The only so, problem with Married at First Sight Australia is I watched it during the last lockdown that we had, and. It's just too many episodes. Okay. It's like 30 episodes oh God, of this that's thing. ridiculous. No, I like Love is Blind. It's, uh, I really like it as a show. But the, the re- best episode out of all of them was the reunion show. Did you oh, watch yeah, that? Yeah, you texted me. Yeah. I think I was just after coming out yeah. from a night out or something. You're like, Love is Blind reunion show is out. I was like, what? <laughs> <laughs> Racing like, home. Yeah. <laughs> on the bus. Come on, bus. But, uh, oh, my God. Just the, and and the, when the presenters got involved, Nick oh, Lachey yeah, yeah, and yeah. Vanessa Lachey, yeah. <laughs> when they got involved, yeah. given out to shake like pretty much just every time shake opened his mouth everybody would give yeah. out about him but wow what a what a, a ridiculous human being yeah. but also your man shane is actually just as bad he's just as bad it's just oh, that shake mental. has taken the yeah. kind of 
the the, the crown yeah, off him as the worst yeah, person yeah, in that. Slightly worse, but Shane yeah. is just such a he was such a massive baby. He also yeah. never blinks and always oh, has his eyes open ridiculously wide. wide. You should look <laughs> at his mouth open all the time. Oh yeah, fun. the the best one of the best things that came out of that was the memes, yes, the memes exactly, and the gifts yeah. that have come out of Love Is Blind. <laughs> My God! But, so uh, we'll, maybe we'll do that next. But. Uh, yeah. Yeah. That okay. Was, that was great. Okay. Yeah. Uh, that's it. I don't think. I think we've watched all the media now. Yep. We've, we have. We're pretty yeah. Pretty much at the end, just waiting for new things to come out. To get, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, all right. So we'll 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 be back soon, and hopefully with Love Is Blind Part Two, people yeah. won't be able to wait. Right. Everyone will just move to the edge of their seats. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Until okay. then. Bye. Bye. Bye.